0: Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of Better With Chocolates. I am your host, Kristen Dominique, and man, oh man, has it been a long time since I've talked to you guys. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think it's been a full year since the last episode aired back at the end of 2020, and we are now in 2022, so damn, <laughs> an entire year. That's crazy. And, yeah, I'm sorry I was gone for so long, guys. You know, that was not the intention. The hiatus was a little bit more indefinite than I intended it to be. And, and while it started off as intentional, you know, taking the pause, uh, it ended up being necessary. Uh, because last year was a pretty hard year for me. Um, you know, my I lost my father uh, pretty suddenly um in the first quarter of 2021 and so yeah the podcast was definitely something on the back of my mind I'll be quite honest with you it uh even though it was at the back of my mind it was not forgotten and I had every intention to put more episodes out I was just kind of really just kind of going within and seeing how I feel and before I continued you know I didn't want to have to feel like I was forcing myself I wanted it to feel joyful and like you know not like something i have to do you know because i i genuinely have fun doing this and yeah so i wanted to make sure that i was in a great space uh in a great place and yeah i felt that now would be the great time to come back and see how you guys doing and have a little chat and um yeah so here we are first episode of 2021 or damn 2022 first episode of 2022 and i am excited i'm excited to be here i'm excited to talk to you guys and i am excited for what this podcast can become uh because as mentioned it is better with chocolates and this is a sweet black owned podcast for this cold sometimes bitter world you know and this is i guess you can say a lifestyle podcast you know we talk about various things from art to in wellness, Black excellence, you know, not necessarily a current events podcast, but we do stay current. Um, and with that being said, we all know what's going on. We're still in this pandemic, it's been two years later, and we are still in this pandemic. I'm sure everybody's well aware of what took place, uh, at the uh, parliament in Ottawa this past weekend, and I believe is still continuing. This is by no means a political news podcast, however, I will be sharing little bits of information of things that I do feel is relevant for the greater good. Um, but yeah, how's everybody been doing? You know, it, it's the last two years just feel like a big blur for me personally. Um, the days and nights just seem to melt together. Like, look, I just thought moments ago that it was 2021. You know, I still feel like sometimes I am in 2020. Like, what? <laughs> but anyways, alas, I am remaining optimistic. Um, whatever side of the fence that you fall on, let's just remember that we have all been afflicted by this pandemic. Um, to some degree, we have all been affected by this pandemic. So let's just remember that, you know, there's a lot of divisive divisive rhetoric that's been floating around in mainstream media as well on social media. And, you know, it's just being fanned, the fire is just being fanned by institutions that should really be trying to kind of like keep us together or bring us together. But that is not what's happening. But again, like I said, uh, let's not get political here. Um, but, but my optimistic thoughts is that I'm hoping that, you know, restrictions will be lifted or the mandates will be lifted. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, and that, you know, people can just start to move a little bit more freely. You know, we've been cooped up in our homes back and forth with the lockdowns being lifted and then put back on. And then, you know, the reopening and the re- and the closing. And it's just been a lot of back and forth. Just a never-ending game of ping pong, it seems, you know. And it's just like, all right, cool. You know what, guys? It's been two years. Let's just learn to live with it. All right? Like, we, you know, having masks uh, as a part of our day-to-day existence now has become normal. Um, And, you know, I'm not upset if that has to continue after the fact. I'm totally cool with that. But, yeah, the mandates, like, let's let them go. They're not really working. People are still getting COVID. The numbers are are still rising, whatever it may be, whatever. People are getting vaccinated, still getting COVID. So, what's the point? Get rid of the passports get rid of the mandates, let people get back to work and like, you know, let people get back to living. You know, I mean, we're not, I don't like to hear the phrase like, or I don't like to use the phrase like back to normal because what we knew was normal is not what it is now. So we've had to adjust and pivot and let's just get back to a little bit more of a free flowing kind of way of living, you know? Um, yeah, let's just do that, you know? And again, Whichever side of the coin you, uh, you're you you're on, you know? Let's just remember that uh, we're all in this. We are all experiencing this and we have all been affected by it. So the divisive rhetoric, let's just try and like minimize that, you know? Minimize the noise. And remember that we are all human sharing a human experience. And we are all affected by it to some degree. And that is my thoughts on that. So... <laughs> Moving forward. Uh, Yes, it is February. It is officially Black History Month. And while what we say here is that we're Black 365 days, 24-7, you know, doesn't change the fact that we don't emphasize and highlight this particular month. You know what I'm saying? So... What I thought would be cool as a re-entry into the podcasting world, I thought it would be neat to do a series for this month um, and kind of highlighting or spotlighting, you know, um, prominent Black Canadian figures, you know, in our history. And uh, the reason why I thought this would be a good idea is um, if you've heard me in past episodes when speaking about Black Canadian history or Black history... In general um, as a Canadian living in Canada I always felt that it would be good for black Canadians or black people living in Canada to know a little bit more about the history of black people in Canada um, you know we do tend to globally um, set focus and emphasize a lot on black American history uh, in the United States which very important, you know, and definitely um, relevant, I feel like to add to that knowledge, you know let's 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 learn a little bit about you know black Canadian figures because black people's presence in Canada was there way before the Underground Railroad, and very few people don't even know that. So I thought it'd be cool to do a little series and if you guys do enjoy the series, please let me know. I will, at the end of the show, uh, let you know how to get in touch with the show. Send your feedback. If you enjoy the series, please let me know. I can definitely make it a segment uh, each week, or I can, you know, make it a recurring thing. Um, But anyways, like I said, this podcast is a space created for us, by us. So, that's just what it is. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so for this episode today, I want to talk about a little unknown man named Matthew Costa. Now, if you haven't heard of this person, don't worry, I didn't either before I started this little project. <laughs> so Matthew DaCosta, um, as recorded history shows it, um, considers him the first black person known to have visited Canada. Um, again, I will preface this, uh, that there are there's not much, uh, historical records about Matthew da Costa. So I'm going to share a little bit of what I was able to find by way of the Canadian Encyclopedia. Um, so again, you can, you can definitely search this up on your own if you would like after the fact, but I am just going to give a quick little rundown on what we know about Matthew DaCosta. So As I mentioned, uh, he is a black African, one of the first recorded black Africans to have visited Canada, working as a free man, that should be noted. He did not come here as a slave, Um, and he served as an interpreter for the French and Dutch traders and explorers in the early 17th century. It is believed that Africans began to serve as interpreters for the Portuguese in the late 15th century, and then around the turn of the 17th century for the Dutch, the English, and the French. Um, So this might explain why Matthew Dacasa spoke fluent French, Dutch, and Portuguese. Uh, What's also noted, but still a little unclear, is how he ended up working as an interpreter for the indigenous peoples of North America. But uh, yeah, so there's that little bit of history there as well. He was an interpreter. Uh, He works a little bit with the indigenous peoples of North America um, using a language that historians believe to be a fusion between what's known as Basque. I hope I'm saying that right. It's spelled B-A-S-Q-U-E and the local indigenous languages, um, which they kind of coined it as pidgin, which is spelled P-I-D-G-I-N. So documentary evidence shows that the only verifiable fact known about Matthew de Costa comes from a document showing that he was in Holland in February or March of 1607. It seems very likely that the Dutch had kidnapped him from the French. Now I'm about to say some names. Please bear with me if I'm not pronouncing them properly. I'm doing my best. Uh, Jean Jean Raluau? I really hope I'm saying that correctly, um, was the secretary to French explorer Pierre de Gua de de Mont. Oh my God. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) Um, Traveled to Amsterdam at the time to contest the Dutch seizure of the contents. So things like anchors, cannons, and other goods of that sort. So one of the aspects of the dispute was de Costa's kidnapping by the Dutch, which suggests that by then he may have already been working as an interpreter and may have participated in trade expeditions along the Saint Lawrence River and the Atlantic coast of Canada. Uh, another important document is the service contract that de Costa signed in Amsterdam in May 1608 with Nicholas de Beaumal, a merchant from Rouen in Normandy. Uh, this contract ran for about three years, starting from January 1st, 1609. Uh, and paid de costa a salary that was quite considerable at the time so in this contract de costa agreed that in 1609 he would sail with or on behalf of demont and serve as an interpreter on voyages to canada acadia and elsewhere several historians have therefore speculated that de costa subsequently accompanied demont and samuel de champlain on one or more of their voyages to acadia and the saint lawrence region so this is a plausible hypothesis, but it is certain that during the first few months of this contract, De Costa was not on board a ship headed for North America because he was in Rouen in the spring of sixteen o nine, and on the fifth, on June fifteenth of that year, uh, De Bocama terminated his contract on the pretext that quote the huh, well. The contract of the pretext that said, quote, the said N-word violated its terms. Again, let's remember the time of, you know, history we're in. Even though he was a free man, he was still a black man. And no matter his position or his qualifications or credentials, he would always be viewed as the N-word. But I digress. Um, a few months later, in December 1609, de Bocomar had Costa imprisoned in Le Havre and transferred the contract for his services to Pierre de The reasons for the charges made against him are still unknown, but the document refers to an act of insolence. So from that date on, the historical record reveals no further traces of de Costa, so it is impossible to know where exactly he spent the last years of his life. So de Casse's name is mentioned in a series of lawsuits between de Goua and de Boquemau, uh starting in 1609. Uh, de Boquemau had worked not only for de Goua, but also for the Dutch, and was on board a Dutch ship called the White Lion when it attacked de Goua's vessel in 1606. Uh, the case dealt, among other things, with the costs that the French had to assume following de Casse's kidnapping by the Dutch. Unfortunately, although this case dragged on before the courts until 1619, the records of it tells us nothing about De Costa's fate. There was no reason to think that he remained in prison. On the contrary, there is a proxy from Dubois, dated uh, December 11th, 1609, to have him released from prison, which suggests that he was, in fact, freed. Hence, he may still possibly have joined one of Duguay's many trade and exploration expeditions along the Atlantic coast between then and 1617. So, although the story of Matthew Dacosta is not well known in Canada, and the lack of evidence makes some historians question whether he was even ever there, a number of Canadian heritage sites, museums, and cultural organizations commemorate his passage. So there's the Port Royal National Historic Site in Annapolis Royal, Nova Scotia, celebrates his role as an interpreter between Indigenous peoples and the French explorers. There's also a plaque honouring him that has been placed on the Matthew Da Costa African Heritage Trail, a series of monuments erected and unveiled in 2005 to highlight the history of Black Nova Scotians in the Annapolis Valley. Also, another fun fact, um, from 1996 to to 2011, the Government of Canada held the Matthew DaCosta Challenge, an annual creative writing and artwork contest to encourage young people to discover just how much diversity has shaped the history of Canada and the important role that pluralism plays in Canadian society. So in 2009, a bill was tabled in Parliament to designate the first Monday in February as Matthew DaCosta Day throughout Canada but it died on the order paper. So that's, that's kind of shitty. <laughs> but uh, DaCosta has also been a subject of works of fiction, including Matthew DaCosta, a graphic novel published in 2013. Um, and the novel provides an imaginative, an imaginative account of the life of the first African interpreter in New France uh lastly in terms of c- commemorations a francophone primary school in toronto and two streets one in montreal and the other in quebec city have been named for da costa and canada post issued a postage stamp bearing da costa's likeness in early 2017 to mark black history month So. Like I said before I started this, um, there's very little to be known about Matthew DaCosta. And please, if anybody listening has more information on uh, Matthew DaCosta, please let me know. I can definitely do a part two um, to this episode. But uh, that was just to be a quick little highlight um, you know, on some you know prominent black figures in Canada. And uh, yeah, just to kind of kick off Black History Month. And also to kick off the re-entry of Better With Chocolate. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit rusty. It's been a long time since I recorded an episode. Um, and yeah, thank you for being patient. Thank you for being kind. And thank you for your continued interest. Um, people have been asking me like, are you still doing the podcast? Like, how come I'm not seeing no episodes? Well, here you are. I'm back ready to go (laughs) so this episode is gonna be a short one I do apologize Uh, like I said um, while there may be a little tweaking in the format not much has changed with the show Still the same Chris and Dominique Um, also during my time off I will take this moment to announce to you guys that um, I did start a business I do have a website it is Dominique designs.ca I make custom earrings uh, and also sell custom artwork as well. Uh, I have some paintings up for sale. I have some prints that are also available for sale. And like I said, accessories um, as well on my website dominiquedesigns.ca. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram uh, at dominique designs two underscores. So dominique designs underscore underscore. I also do have an art page that's up and running where you can follow my creative endeavors um, as well. And I post some inspirational quotes by Black artists uh, at KD Creative underscore underscore. And lastly, as you know, this podcast, we have an Instagram page. It is BWC podcast. Um, and like I said, like, I look forward to... The feedback. I want to hear from you guys because, again, I want to have conversations with you guys. I want to know what you guys want to hear about, what you guys want to talk about. You know, so feel free to shoot me an email at betterwithchocolatepod at gmail.com. So that's betterwithchocolatepod at gmail.com. So, yes, this is the first episode of our Black History Month series, and uh, you know. We are black 24-7, 365, however, we will highlight and emphasize this month. And, uh, yeah, if you do like this series, please send me your feedback. Uh, give the podcast a follow, you know, so you can see our posts and see our promos. We can like, share, comment, and uh, stay up to date with all the happenings that are going on. So, This was a short episode, um, but again, I'm just getting back into the swing of things. So again, thank you so much for joining me on the first episode of 2022, Better With Chocolate. And I look forward to more conversations with you guys. And uh, yeah, so (laughs) until next week, be safe, be well, be loved. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.